Ever think those fables and fairy tales from back in the day are just a little bit dusty? Wandry and Tinkercast are bringing you a new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Join host DJ Fuch and his trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as they deliver remixes of fables and folk tales, rhythm and rhymes, and fun spins on classics as old as time. Grab the whole family and get ready to groove because they're putting the rap in Rapunzel and getting down with that funky duckling. Where hip-hop and fables meet, it's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to all episodes of Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or Wondery Kids Plus in Apple Podcast. As many of you may know, I have been on a slow boat moving into my house, and I've been so stressed out about how I'm going to decorate and what is going on in my hallways. Thankfully, FrameBridge has come into my life. I can easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. I can't wait to visit one of their locations. I'm going to take in some of my old concert stubs so I can hang it in my office. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Think Loud Crew podcast, three moms getting real with parenthood, relationships, and the WTF moments of our daily lives. My name is Cheyenne. My name is Shannon. And my name is R. Today we are going to talk about postpartum and the fourth trimester. So after we did the episode about ACEs arrival, I feel like we've gotten an influx of questions about how do we deal with postpartum and not... Um, and also like if we can touch on the fourth trimester, I just want to start off by saying like when I, well, I guess for all of us is that when we talk about postpartum, we're not necessarily talking about postpartum depression. So we will clarify when that comes into play versus like postpartum, just meaning like recovery and, um, after, after you deliver or whatever that may mean. Yeah. How do you guys want to start? Um, do you want to, well, since you're still in your postpartum recovery with ACE, um, I Maybe think it'd touch be really cool bit. to kind of share your journey now, and then we can kind of go back a little bit. Back and, in time. Yeah. yeah. So for ACE, um, I really, really prepared myself for postpartum recovery and for postpartum depression. Um, in a preventative preventative way, I think. So I had a really, really hard recovery after I had Ryder because I had a really intense delivery and I was not prepared for the recovery process. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how intense the recovery was going to be, but I also didn't expect to have such a rough delivery with her. Um, 
when I say rough, I pushed with Rye for two and a half hours, and I tore a lot, like a lot, a lot. So I couldn't sit down. I couldn't walk normally. Kyle would, like, have to lift me off the couch to be able to get up, and I would be on, like, four or five pillows. Everything hurt. Literally everything hurt. I would cry, like, sob if I had to, like, sneeze or cough or anything like that. It was just, like... She was avoiding taking a poop. Yeah, I just (laughs) felt like... I literally felt like my... The pressure, everything. It was so, so bad. And I wasn't prepared for it at all. Like, I was not prepared. And then on top of that, I was dealing with Ryder's health. And at that time, everything was so scary because it was something so new, something I've never heard of. Um, and I wasn't sleeping. When you say something you've never heard of, can you tell us yeah, a little bit about that? Yeah. Ryder got diagnosed with VLCAD two days after I brought her home from the hospital. And the way that it was initially explained to me, like the very first phone call I got about it was that they had received her newborn screening and it came back abnormal. We have to rush to take her back to the hospital to get blood work done. But that she had like a disease where it was like her stomach was eating itself out from the inside. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the way they described it, it was, it was so, so crazy. terrifying. Yeah. It was literally <clears throat> crazy when the way it was described. And it wasn't what they described is not anything near what she has. Yeah. So I was just on like serious high alert edge like everything in me was in like survival mode i think mm-hmm. i i was just like i just have to take care of my baby i have to keep my baby alive like that was my mindset and throughout that process i now looking back realize how like um i not, I, I never once stopped and was like am i okay yeah, that there was sense. no like mm-hmm. self evaluation yeah. or like self check ins. It was just like let me just. It, it was, was like, one of those things where you just had to keep mode. going. It was almost yeah. like a robot. And I look back at pictures now, and I was oh, as big as like a stick. I was so so skinny. And then I talked to Zach about it right before I had Ace because we were talking about postpartum depression, mm-hmm. and we googled it together. Like what were what are the symptoms and stuff? So there was like. Um, lack of appetite, fatigue, insomnia, crying spells, um, really, really sad, mood swings. Mm-hmm. The last one was like the resentment of your child. Zach looks at me and he's like, okay, you had all of those except the last one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do you remember this? He's like, how do you not remember this? Yeah. And I feel like this is something that you said before, Shannon, is like, you've had certain traumas and you've blocked certain things out. That is how I feel because I genuinely don't remember. And he started listing all these times. He's like, I would wake up and um, you would just be sitting there sobbing. Or like, he's like, I remember us going to the store or like being at a Starbucks and I just look at you and you just break out and you're just crying and you couldn't explain like why you were crying. He's like, you got so skinny, like you weren't eating, but it wasn't like I wasn't trying not to eat. It's just, I didn't think about eating um and I look back and I'm like I don't remember this but I think I'm blocking it out because it was such a low time for me personally but 
still like a beautiful time because I loved Ryder. Mm-hmm. I just gave everything to Ryder and I don't think I had anything left for yourself. For myself. It was hard. Like as your sister, it was really hard because it's like we can see it, but it's also sometimes you don't know how to when someone's in a delicate stage like that, you don't know how to necessarily have these conversations or how to say Approach like the person. Hey, like what's going on, you yeah. know? And I think we were all just in, like, go mode. Like, we didn't necessarily hesitate to just jump in. Like, we all right. took... Because um, I look at pictures of myself and I'm action. like, I look sick. Like, nobody... Yeah. In my head, I'm like, did anybody talk to me or, like, say, like, anything? And my mom is like, shy. we were talking to you. Yeah. It just, it mm-hmm. wasn't you. It like, wasn't, it wasn't it's like it was like talking to a shell of who you were mm-hmm. and i can really, yeah so with all that being said um zach was like you know i don't want that to happen again and i don't want like me having ace to almost like trigger it almost like ptsd like mm-hmm. he's like i don't want you know what basically like what can we do so that it doesn't happen so i think i touched on this before how i have a like postpartum wellness coach kind of i don't know what to call she's a doula as well i don't think you've touched on that or have you maybe when i mentioned it lightly yeah Yeah. okay so basically i after that conversation um that we had together i like started doing research on like things that i can do so that I can be like preventative towards um, my postpartum depression and for recovery. Um, and I found this company and it's a belly binding company. And not only do they like come in and like wrap your stomach, but it's a whole hour and um, it's like meditation. We're talking mm. afterwards. It's like a personal check-in and you can have it. I wanted to do it without, like, the baby, without Ryder. Um, if you don't have, like, someone there to, to help you with your kids, then you can do the session with your baby. Sometimes it's better for your baby to be in there because sometimes they just need your touch, you know, mm-hmm. to be calm. And I was, at first, I was, like, really excited to do it. And then I got, like, real apprehensive to do it towards, like, the end of my pregnancy just because I felt like I was having mom guilt. Like, why do I don't need this, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I should be fine and stuff. Um once I had ACE and I did my first session, I was so happy that I did it. So I started um, probably like four days after I had him. Well, four days after we brought him home. Mm-hmm. And the first one, she came in. She was really nice. We sat and talked for a while. I didn't feel like it was a rushed process where like mm-hmm. they come in and they're like, take clothes off. Like, let's just do this. It was like she like wanted to like understand who I was and understand who I was as a mother and a person and stuff. Um, and and I think a part of me looking back is like, okay, she was trying to probably feel the vibe to see like if I was showing any symptoms or signs of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of que- do you remember what kind of questions she would ask you? But it was like basic stuff, like how are you doing? Got you know, day. like how's it been? Are you sleeping? How are your breasts? Um, are you nursing? Like, how's his eating? How are you eating? What'd Did you, you answer What'd those? you eat today? Like, yeah. are you drinking water? Did, where's your water? I don't see your water. It was like, oh, okay. you so know what? you're just trying to get yeah. in your, just your space. Yeah, and get in your space, but not be like, hey, are you having symptoms of postpartum right. depression? 
But kind you know, of gauging by can just you check little this answers. box? Right. It uh, was like little answers where I'm like, I know what you're doing. It, was, you. it felt it I felt organic. It was like yeah. an organic process. It was though. definitely <laughs> organic. So we talked for a while, and then like you're in your top and your bottoms, um, and she put an eye mask on me, and she's like, Hey, now I need you to like just you know take some deep breaths, and she turned on. Um, meditation music and then like the beginning is like this man talking and like you get in like a zen type state and you pick she picks something before each session so like today we're gonna honor your womb and the Mm. womb that like carried two babies and we're gonna focus on honoring your womb i like that i love that and Uh, then she lights some palo santo yes if you know me I hate Balzanto. <laughs> I love it. And Cheyenne. Just, I was about to say, don't you not like? I those? hate it. I hate it so much, but she has made me oh, grow is she, to. Is she converting you? I like it. I don't love it. Okay. After oh. Cheyenne had her yes. first session. I was like, uh, she burned that stick that stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Cheyenne was like, you would love this. She burnt that stick that you love that I just don't like. It smells like licorice to me. I was like, Palo Santo, and she's like, yep, that's the one. Yeah, so she's lighting that, you know, I'm like, oh, we about to do some shit, you know, and then <laughs> she, like, spritzes some stuff in the air, and I'm like, and it smells good. She could have, you know, really, it, she could have what? She could have, you know, taken me down, my eyes closed, oh. and I was so damn tired, and it smelled good, and the man was talking, and I was like, yes, it's touched me. Now, you oh, know. Good. She took you to, like, a she very She took you to a very comfortable state. And good. it was, and it's, it's, Maybe it's, Zach needs to do that. Light some sticks and spray some smell goods? Yes. Maybe. Okay. Maybe not. You know, I still might be just falling asleep. <laughs> That might put me in a whole another mood. She's going to be like, well, you'll be relaxed at least. I'll be asleep. Okay, <laughs> keep <right>. going. So <laughs> then after that, she starts with your stomach, and she, like, warms up her hands, and you can hear it, like, her warming mm-hmm. her hands up and stuff. And then she starts to massage your stomach. And four days after, you know, you have a baby, your stomach is very swollen. You're mm-hmm. still, like, Sensitive. gushing stuff out of your body. Like You it's, feel like your organs are... yeah. And it felt places. so good because it was like almost like a lymph, um, lymphatic lymphatic massage, like a drainage. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it is probably. And it's full body. So she's, she starts with your womb and then she works her way to your arms, your neck. She focuses on like different points in your back. She knew I was nursing, right. like the top of my breast, the my head. She was pressing at the top of my head. I wear weaves and I'm like, press harder. Press through the braids. That's what I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, it feels good, but come on, girl, you're just touching the surface. Like, at that moment was like deeper. I wanted to say, let me take this damn weave up my head so I can get this full, so I can feel this full head massage. And then afterwards, <laughs> it was like we would talk, and she taught me how to wrap my belly, like. Um, with this really long cloth that they get, and I want to say from Malaysia. Yes. Um, and I, at first, my first session, she's like, by the end of this, you're going to know how to do this yourself. And mm-hmm. I, it was, I was like, no, I'm not. I've now done 10 <laughs> sessions, and 
I could wrap the shit out myself. And I felt really, it's really, really nice because when you start, it's with a really tight knot that's like right at your pelvic line. Mm -hmm. And then you pull up your stomach, basically. Oh. And, it's, and then you wrap around. So I would feel like my whole entire like lower gut like lift. Lifting up. And then I had back support. And yeah, it's good for your posture. It's good for your posture. This, it's good for like reducing your bleeding faster. It's. Um, it just makes you feel like intact. It makes you feel like really good. Mm -hmm. um, and what I liked about it was that when I sh I noticed that days where I was doing too much and I shouldn't be doing that much, it would start to unravel. Interesting. And like my little tummy would poke out little different areas. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is like my sign to myself to sit down. I like that. And to like, it's a good reminder. It was such a good reminder. And one of the things that I got from my session with her was she said, it's taken you like nine to 10 months to create this life, and your body's mm -hmm. gone through like this traumatic, beautiful experience. Now it's going to take you nine to ten months to heal from that like give yourself that time to heal not to like put pressure on yourself to have some perfect shape or to have everything back together how it was but you need to take that time just to heal your body and then you can start doing like whatever it is you know yeah. what i mean whatever the case, i was yeah. privileged to sit in on a few of cheyenne's like the beginning parts of some of her sessions and she described pregnancy within a woman's body like it's like an injury yeah and that was part mm -hmm. of like that healing process so it's like anytime you have an injury you, you have to take care of that injury and you have to yeah you have to let it heal and you be mindful of it and when she said that I was like that it was like one of the most prolific things I feel like I've heard in terms of how someone has talked about pregnancy mm -hmm. and just like delivery and like just postpartum I was like wow like that's so true. Like our bodies literally have gone through this major transformation. Your organs get moved around. There's hormones, hormones, hormones all work. over the place. Like sometimes your skin goes crazy. Your hair changes. Like you've got like you have hair loss. You lose hair. Yes. yes. There's there's so much that goes on. And when she was like, it's like an injury that you now have to take care of. I was like, oh. oh. And just being pregnant with my second child, I was like. Okay, I it gave me a whole different mindset mm -hmm. in terms of looking forward to this postpartum, my postpartum experience. And it also made me really happy to see you, Cheyenne, taking the time mm -hmm. to actually do something like in terms of preventative care. And it made me really even it made me even happier to hear that Zach was part of the conversation. Right. I love that Zach was part of that. You know, that's a part of that being that supportive partner and it's such a necessary thing that like he was mindful of it and like he knows how your first experience was your first pregnancy and he got to see some of the postpartum so it was just like yeah it it really like as seeing Zach as, like, as a new father and like seeing him as your man it's like that made me feel really secure about the situation where it was like okay you know what my sister is she's being heard and like she's gonna get the proper care that she deserves but it's also just knowing that you have a partner who's like aware of the situation right. 
and he was supportive of it. Because I know there's some men who'd be like, you want to do what? Like, Isn't it with you? You're yeah. going to like, leave the baby with me for an hour? Like, is she what? coming today? You getting wrapped today? <laughs> yeah. You doing it today? I'm like, well, it. dang. He's like, yeah. you're in such a better mood. Like, after you after have, those yeah. have those sessions and, like, just that hour to yourself. Like, you, it's like, uh, you come back. It's like medicine. Yeah, like, you come back <laughs> and you're, like, ready to, you know, you're rejuvenated. Yes. So, you know, it really, doing that really changed my postpartum experience this time. Um, and did, they're, they also do, like, virtual experiences so that you can, like, be taught how to, like, wrap yourself and do things virtually if you're not, a, if you're not local. Um, they have that also. So, you guys can reach out if anyone wants the information. The other thing that I did to prepare this time is I created a postpartum recovery box. And when I say box, mm. it was more of a... Um, You're looking for something? It was huge. <laughs> what was the box? It of? had in there? so much stuff, y'all. So the bottom, the bottom drawer um, had, like, clothes. So I got some postpartum leggings and shorts from belly bandit and i love them and it's like the ones that go all the way up from like all the way up to like where your bra line is um so i got some of those shorts i got some of their leggings and then i got like nursing bras i put them in there i put shirts that have like nursing abilities in there mm -hmm. i put a wrap in there um so like the bottom was all like clothing stuff and then the middle section was all things for breastfeeding. So I had handheld pumps. I had breast pads for your bra for, like, leaky boobs. I have nipple covers. I have nipple cream. I The thing that you can, they have this thing now where it, like, heats up, and you can put them on there from oh, yeah. the microwave, and then I have one that's a handheld. Huh. And so it's all, like, boob and Shane's breast. Shane's got, like, I got boob massagers. I got boob massagers. I got everything for my titties is in that box. I yes. could be like, <laughs> I'm going to the box. What you need? Like, and then the top layer, I mean, the top drawer had all things that were like vagina geared. So a lot of products from Freedom Mom where they have like, I know with Ryder, I was making pad sickles that I saw yes. off of um, Pinterest. Pinterest. <laughs> but now they have it where it's like all made for you. You shake the giant pad, you yes. crack it, you shake it, and then, and it's, then cool. It's, it's cool. The postpartum care in terms of changed. products that are available. Yes. It's That's like, how I feel. I'm like, where was I, this when I needed it? I did not have any of these it things with Ryder. It wasn't there when I had Boz either. So <laughs> we Freedom were, Mom has this whole step-by-step -step, like yes. a step-by-step -step kit. If you guys are having a baby, I'm telling you, it's so Shout worth your money to, to, to get it because it took all of it took it like it took the hardness of it away. Yes. And Trying it's it's preparing for right. it. It takes you know, all the thought process yeah. out of it. Yeah. So my top drawer has all of like the stuff for like vaginal care, different sprays, um, creams, cooling creams, tucks, cooling pads pads like normal pads um and then like i got different kind of underwear that would work with different kind of pad shapes the I big like ones, ones like i wanted mm -hmm. to make sure that i can go to one place and find everything because with Ryder, i didn't think of any of these things yeah we weren't no none of us were no aware. i was not prepared and i wasn't yeah. prepared this time i over prepared never over prepared I got so much, so many pads left. <laughs> I got so many pads, right. so many things left. I'll take them. I have so many things back <laughs> there. I got so many Girl, pads. That, there's underwear. so much stuff back there. But I was, I was really, really nervous this time, and I had a 
very different birth experience with Ace than with Ryder, so I didn't need half of the things. Mm. But I was prepared. I did my postpartum, like, um, sessions. I think that really helped with me transitioning into having two kids. So second time yes, around, I feel part. like I'm kicking yeah. postpartum's ass. Cheyenne's been a completely different person. Yeah. Like, it's been a night and day um experience and i think it's also really cool just watching her because it's like she still has writer she still is a full like she's still a mother to an, another child and it's i don't feel like you've missed a beat like you're you're still taking writer to t-ball games you're taking her to you know her classes her practices and it's like if you maybe if you hadn't taken those steps to like do your postpartum care and take care of yourself in that way I don't know if you'd be fully present in the way that you have been just because you might, you know, you, you'll be tired. Yeah. And it's like sometimes that one little hour really, really helps. makes a difference. And don't get me wrong. I'm still tired. I'm still tired. Say, <laughs> okay. But it's like. It's not all bubbles and fairies. No. I am exhausted half of the majority of the day. Um. Still I have still a have a newborn. <laughs> a newborn I still and have, still balancing the yeah, two kids. I still have bad days. Like, I still have days where I'm in the shower and I'm like, all right, get get your cry out now because when we go back <laughs> out, you know, you got shit to handle. Right, like, got to put your mom face on. I After I had Ace, I had four days off from filming Teen Mom and then I was right back doing it. Like that, They were knocking on the door. It was, were they? Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I haven't really had a break, but at the same time, I'm not sure if I had a break. I don't know what I would really do with it. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say, Even like, with, like I your still social have... media, you still had posts to do. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, That's how a surprise been shining. You're home now. <laughs> can, right. you, can you send this video? And it'd be like, okay. <laughs> I still have really, I have great days, guys. And I have days where I'm just like, I wish everybody would stop calling me i wish i could just sit here i don't want to film anything i don't want to take a picture of anything right i don't want to parent today i don't want to make dinner i don't want to look at that i don't want to look at myself like i, have I think those, those moments are very fair yeah and those i think we should let people know that's very normal yeah. yeah and you're allowed to feel those way feel that way but also pick yourself back up out of those right. moments and sometimes well. it's hard to communicate if it is one of those days mm -hmm. yeah. and i feel like lately zach is very conscious of you know if i am okay and it's and there's days where he does say like are you okay it's just in your face and i'm just like yeah i'm fine i'm fine but inside i'm like no <laughs> no i'm not okay and i just want to scream like mm -hmm. no i'm not help me but it's like i'm like yes i am okay i am great i am doing fine i am happy i, I had gas like i'm like making some shut up he said last night he asked me if i was okay he said i just looked like something was bothering me and i don't know i couldn't really communicate if something was bothering mm -hmm. me or not but i was just really tired and i felt like i had ace most of the day i rider was at camp but i was still doing pickup and drop-offs and i still had like a lot going on you know and i didn't feel like even explaining that to him so i had said something like i just ate too much too many tacos like i ate too many tacos <laughs> and he was like 
we've been having a lot of like issues with food lately and i'm like oh have i been blaming all of mine all of <laughs> my, i'm not food. okay on food i'm exactly eating too much cheyenne loves her food and like, i was in there like she oh. said too many tacos yeah i'm like oh i'm i need to i need to communicate that i'm tired and not and you know so he can understand yeah, and maybe pick up some and not deflect on food i feel like um <laughs> as women we do that often though yeah. Like, we don't want to put our problems or our troubles onto somebody else or feel like, oh, like or we, feel like or we, we can't, can't handle, do, it. Can't handle right. it when we think we really can. Asking for help. Yeah. And I don't like to ask for help. Me neither. I think we I hate need asking to, for like, help. I feel like normalize me- asking for help at times, though. Like, I think that oh, is something sure. that, especially amongst like black women, like, we've done so much. Um, independently like historically and it's like something that's like ingrained in our dna now not to ask for help so it's like it's always like we have to be the strong right. caricature and it's like we always have to stay we strong do everything. and we right. do everything but i it's, feel like i'm learning that like asking it's for okay. help doesn't mean that i'm weak no it doesn't yes it, no, doesn't. it doesn't at all i actually think it takes strength to ask for, for help. help because it's it's you know it's there's no ego it's like your pride is right you could still be a prideful person but it's like you put that stuff to the side for a second to say hey you know what actually i do need some help right now and and sometimes you asking for help it's not necessarily saying hey can you do this but it's like maybe sometimes another person could say oh you know what let's just organize this in a different manner or like let me let me do this because I have time or I would like to or, you know. I get that. I think the other night was the first time where I, or the other day, and this was probably like, I think five days ago, five or six days ago, and I was, it was a long night. It was one of those nights where Ace went down around like 8 o'clock, and then he was back up at like 10, then he went back down, then he was back up around like 1, then he was back down and then he was back up at four and then Ryder got up at three and I went and put her back into the bed I felt like I was up every hour doing something for you didn't sleep I didn't sleep and Zach was sleeping like a goddamn king baby and I wanted to just sock him and 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 to his defense he would wake up for some of the wake-ups and would reach over and be like okay do you need anything and I, I'm just like, mm-hmm, I'm fine. And he would just roll back over where I know if I would have said, like, no, can you change Ace? He would have done it. Or, like, can you burn right. Ace? He would have done it. Or can you go put Ryder back in bed? He would have done it. But I didn't even want to have to ask. I wanted him to just do, do it, it, you know? Yeah. So that morning when we got up, like, officially got up, he was like, what's wrong? You look so... You look bothered. And I'm looking at him like, I'm tired. Motherfucker, I've been up. up. Like, I've been up. So I kind of lashed out and was like, I've been up for hours. Like, hours playing, you know, double dutch with these two kids. And, like, I'm exhausted. I'm not bothered. I'm tired. I need you to help me. And he's like, well, I asked. I'm like, I don't want to keep on having to, like, tap you or... Where you roll over and then it's like, well, can you do this? It's like, you see, he needs a diaper change, so let's get up and change his diaper. Take some initiative. So, what he realized is that he smokes before he goes to sleep. So, he's tired. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even if he wanted to get up, (laughs) the marijuana in his body's like, nah, bro, we staying down. So, (laughs) 
stay down, stay down. Literally, it's like the little, the little weed devil in his head is like, Mm-mm, we're still high. Like, it's not going to happen. You said you wanted sleep. Right. sleep. So he was like, the, he's, he stopped smoking. And so the past, like, six days, Zach has been, like, weed free. Yes. And you go, Zach. He has so much more energy at night. That, like, now I'm sitting up nursing, and he's sitting next to me, and I'm almost like, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Yeah. Leave me alone. Zach is very proud of what he's doing, and I, I fully support it. Love it. And I just, I just want to keep encouraging it. But if I'm you also know laughing Zach, at this. He's always had a midday nap, right? Yes. His midday, he's not doing midday naps anymore. Really? It's all because he stopped smoking. Wait, the midnight? Mid-day he has not taken seen? a nap all week, and I've, I'm, like, scared to bring it up. But he's he doesn't nap anymore. Y'all. And at night. That's funny. Zach is not my man, but I know <laughs> this man needs his midday nap. Not anymore. And it usually happens after he eats. No. And if he does not eat and then nap. He's grumpy. He's like, he's I'll like, be like, mad. Zach's not my friend today. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, he's not napping anymore. And at night when I'm waking up with Ace, it's like he's up like, Oh, I love like, to what are we this. doing? What are we doing? You okay. Look, like, can I go get a bottle? And, and I'm like, no, because then if he goes to get a bottle, then I would have to pump. And he's like, well, I wouldn't have beat him. And I'm like, bro, go slay the weed. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah. There's almost like, you know, like Pop women. in his mouth. Right? The women have like a postpartum routine and care. But it's like men, too, depending on what your lifestyle practices are, you kind of need to have like a little postpartum routine also just so that you could be fully present because it definitely takes a team like oh it's for sure because last night i was tired and i had to pee so bad and like (laughs) my peeing situation right now is not it's not my friend it's tricky it's tricky that's my what the fuck moment for this week but um I'm like nursing and I'm just counting down like, okay, little boy, you're cheating because I got to pee. So I'm like already <laughs> looking over at Zach like, you ready? <laughs> I'm going to hand him to you. Like I was like so happy that he was not in a weird coma state of Good. like weedness so that he could take the baby. And like you also don't feel comfortable like handing somebody a baby when they're like half asleep. Like, I oh, yeah. Yeah. like you want them to be just as up as you Alert. are. Yes. Yeah. So overall, my postpartum recovery and everything that goes with it has been really, really good this time. That's great. Just, I love to hear I that. Think, um, can you give us kind of what you looked up when you were finding? Like, what kind of keywords did you use to find your postpartum care? Like, um, postpartum care suggestions. Okay. I literally googled like postpartum care suggestions. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. and then like wellness coaches, postpartum therapy. Um, And I really thought about doing therapy, like an actual therapist, you know. But when I found the belly binding one, I liked that it was, um, like, a therapist isn't about to sit there and touch you. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. It was geared toward. It was was really geared towards, like, care also for your body. Your womb. Not only, like, mental. Um, So that's what made me gravitate to them. Um, And I really, really like them. I feel like. I like the company a lot. Yeah, I'm I gonna, like that. And I didn't feel like services. our sessions were rushed. Like, if there was a time, I remember there was one time, and the day was just not working how it was supposed to work. So by the time Tay had gotten to the house, 
I have not had a shower. Ace was not fed. Um, it was just nothing, nothing that worked out. And our session was started like one o'clock and I opened the door and I was looking at her and I wanted to just cry. And she was like, okay, so you're going to stop and feed the baby and then jump in the shower, and then we're going to start. It wasn't mm. like she was like, I don't care what you have going on, but right. we, I have a schedule, you know? And um, and even after I did that, and then when we started the session, Ace was just still really, really fidgety and not happy with Zach. So she's like, okay, you're going to get up, go back out there, either bring the baby back in here or take a minute and put him down and then come back. So she was she really was very patient with you. Yeah. Patient and compassionate to the fact that, like, I'm a – new mom of two mm-hmm. i'm in a new body basically i have a new baby and you to me you have to have patience yeah. to be in that environment mm-hmm. um so i really liked that i would definitely recommend um anybody to do their services but i think postpartum the same way like every pregnancy is different every delivery is different with everybody and every kid all right let's take a quick <laughs> Take a quick break, guys. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Ever think those fables and fairy tales from back in the day are just a little bit dusty? Wandry and Tinkercast are bringing you a new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Join host DJ Fuch and his trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as they deliver remixes of fables and folk tales, rhythm and rhymes, and fun spins on classics as old as time. Grab the whole family and get ready to groove because they're putting the rap in Rapunzel and getting down with that funky duckling. Where hip-hop and fables meet, it's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to all episodes of Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or Wondery Kids Plus in Apple Podcast. And we're back, and let's hear about your, well, your experience, Shannon. So my experience, um, after having Parker, um, me and Parker's dad were together. Um, before, while I was pregnant, we had a rocky start. Um, during my pregnancy, he cheated on me. 
So I feel like just beginning there, I even though I, I felt like I had a good pregnancy, it was an emotional pregnancy. Um, and then after having Parker, um, my pregnancy experience was kind of rushed. My doctor, I feel like, was not compassionate, wasn't, you know, trying to help me through the whole experience. It was just kind of a rushed experience. Um, I was went to the hospital, I remember, on a Friday, got dilated, um, slept, had, I slept there, I think after I got, yeah, I think I, I slept at the hospital, was waiting for everything to kind of move and groove, because um, I wasn't even dilated that much during that time as well, so when I tell you my doctor was like, Let's get this baby out. They had something to do that day. Right. No, literally. I just feel like after that, that, my water broke. And then after that happened, like, you know, things were moving along. I was getting dilated and everything like that. But then um, Parker, I guess, was his heart rate was going up really high. So I guess he I guess it might have pooped in me or something like that, because I had a really bad, a really high fever, like of 105. Oh, wow. So I had a really high fever. They were trying to cool me down, trying to lower Parker's heart rate. And just everything was just like getting was, chaotic. Just chaotic. And there's just a lot going on. And so my doctor was like, well, he gave me like a quick spiel of like what could happen. He was like, well, you're dilated seven centimeters. You know, you can wait it out. But we don't know if your son, if everything's going to be all right when you deliver, like saying as if like something's going to happen to Parker or to me. So I'm sitting there like looking at my mom, my dad and Robert, like what the hell, like what yeah. do I do? Cause he's like, well, you could do it now. I'm about to leave basically. So you can get a C-section right now. So you will be fine and your, your kill will be fine. And I'm sitting there like what, or wait around Till you get on for an hour and you don't know what's going to happen. So I'm sitting there. He left the room for like literally you guys for like five minutes. Came back in. Do you make your decision? I'm like, (laughs) because the whole time I was so for, you know, like I want to have a natural birth. Yeah. Like a vaginal birth, I should say, not a natural because I need those. I needed the, the medicine to kick in. Um, but a, a vaginal birth or whatever. And I cried because I was looking at Robert like, dude, we talked about this, you know, but he was kind of just like talking me through. He's like, you know, we never know what God has for us, what's planned. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, I'm not about to get cut open. And then two seconds later, I'm in the room getting cut open and I'm like screaming at the people because they were not even waiting for uh, him to come in the room to get his scrubs on or whatever. They were just already burning me up, like opening up my my stomach and popping out Parker. When and you those, say burning you up, they like, they take it's like a a laser. A, a laser. I'm learning so, you, so much about cesareans right now. So you um, you can smell it. You could smell it. So when I was laying down, I couldn't feel anything because they had to give me two epidurals because I. Like how Cheyenne, I could feel it still. Um, so they gave me another one, especially because going into a C-section, they give you another one so you don't, you're not, you're just totally numb. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I was like, hold on, my boyfriend's not in the room. Like, can we wait? Can you hold on? Yeah. And I just remember, like, I don't know if I was just in a moment that was the drugs hitting, but I was like, sing to me, please. He's <laughs> like, what do you want me Shannon to Shannon went crazy. <laughs> I did go crazy. I was like, Robert. Did I hear you say that Robert cheated on you after you had Parker? No. While was while she was pregnant. While I was pregnant and after. I'm sorry. While I was pregnant, it was really rough. Um, it was one of those things that, you know, you know the person's character already. You know that they're, you know, mm-hmm. not that faithful or whatever. But I still went through it because I think it was one of those moments like I'm not, like Cheyenne, I'm not going to get an abortion right now. Like I'm of age and I need to, you know. Own my decision. Own my decision, decisions that happened to yeah. me. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. do you think, like, you having postpartum depression after you had Parker, like, all those things played a role? I think a lot of them played a role. Yeah. I think after having Parker, I had a lot of trust issues. And then especially because um, we got home, bringing Parker home, home was my parents' house. And so, my parents are very old school to the point you're not married to my daughter, so you can't sleep at our house. Right. So the baby was all on you. The baby was all on me. So literally when we brought Parker home, me and Robert were excited, like, okay, like you're coming in my room. And my parents like, no, Robert needs to go home. He's not going to sleep in literally the first night. I was like, oh, he can't. Nope. You can go, like, and, and the thing was... What if y'all stayed in the living room? I think that would have been okay. I mean, I don't know, but my parents... It was a really weird time. It was really weird and very uncomfortable because I'm bringing this baby home that I don't know how to take care of yet, mm-hmm. and I need my significant other to help me out. Like, and especially because I just went through this crazy-ass surgery yeah. um, that made me just feel like i don't know it was just a weird i felt so uncomfortable in how to move my body again um so i needed him literally that night i remember i was laying down in my bed i guess my bed was too low and i could not get up i could not get up because parker was crying in the other room i was like oh shit okay give me get up i couldn't get up because it hurt so bad to like lift my body mm-hmm. So that ended up me sleeping on the couch for about a couple of months because I had to, I slept like this, like on the couch with my legs out and Parker right next to me. So after that, par- Robert would sleep on the couch with me. But yeah, it was so hard. And I didn't want to, Robert offered up to come have me move with him into his apartment, but I was like, no. I didn't feel comfortable. It was literally a man cave, so it was dirty as hell. Everyone was smoking. <laughs> literally Jameson bottles everywhere. Like, that's not where I want to take my newborn baby. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to live there in a man cave. No, thank you. So, I, yeah, it was just, it was one of my decisions to not have him there all the time. But what were I some think, of, like, your postpartum, like, symptoms? symptoms. So, yeah. my symptoms were i feel like i had all the ones that you 
named except the last one. Resentment of the child. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I was happy in the moment. I loved my kid. But one thing that I did find interesting, it took me a long. I didn't resent Parker or like felt like like I hated that I had a kid. But it was weird. I couldn't look Parker in the eyes for a really long time. Like it was hard for me to look mm. into. Like I feel like I looked into his eyes, but I don't think I like felt it, felt it, and took it all in. Because I, I feel, feel like, like Parker has his dad's eyes. Like mm. I don't know if that would mentally play into it, but it's Maybe just kind of like something. Yeah, so it was interesting. I had Cheyenne's like, let me. I'm trying to picture. <laughs> hey, no, I feel like Parker has his dad's like his eye, eye shape. shape. Yeah, hmm. we both have various squinky, squinty eyes. But yeah, um, Cheyenne's gonna look. I'm at she's gonna look, look at Parker and then look at Parker and figure this out. They do kind of have this, but that's eyes. interesting though. Yeah. But it was really interesting because I feel like I took a lot of yeah. I feel like the being cheated on I feel like then I had a lot of like balance of I'm here with my my child and then trying to which I look back on and I wish I didn't focus so much on what Robert was doing when I wasn't around Mm -hmm. I wish I just focused on me and Parker and just my care with me and my child what what we were doing and I was feel like when he was like I would always try to be on his schedule on Robert's schedule. So, like, when you're done with work, oh, what are you doing after work? Are you yeah. coming to see me and Parker? Are you coming to do this? And then he would be out, like, for for hours and hours on end after work. And I'm like, okay, well, me and Parker at home, da-da-da-da. Even when he was just born, like, and I just, I didn't even want to be around people. I didn't want people to come see me and Parker. People were like, oh, Shannon, I want to see the baby. I want to come visit. And I... Even one of my friends came over um, and she looked at me. She said, you're not okay. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm perfect. But she was like, you don't look okay. Like, you look like you're a zombie. And I'm like, "Mm, basically, I am a zombie. And I just, I I feel like I don't, I didn't step out of my zombie zone and just going with the motion zone until he was maybe two. I don't feel like I knew who I was. For the longest, I felt like I couldn't didn't know how to dress anymore. I felt like I didn't know how to even communicate with people anymore. I was just in this shell of a of a person. So how'd you get out of it? Or like, is there anything that you can think um, of that like helped you? Take- I that's a good question. I went to church. To be honest, I did a lot of church. I did one. I remember Robert lived with us for a moment um and that was really hard because then I was really I felt I was out of body experience like mm-hmm. I would be waiting for him and not sleeping like where are you what are you doing if he went to go smoke with friends I'd be like what's going on Da-da-da-da-da. like looking out the window waiting for him to come home so I remember one day my mom was like let's go to this woman's seminar at work at a church and let's just you know just see what it's about so it was about it was a a sermon about letting chains go so and then just there were so just letting shackles get off your body so at that moment I was crying I really took the message in and it just really I came back home and I remember Robert was watching the uh, watching Parker and I just came home and I was like it's okay. 
I was like, you know, I understand that you're not happy here. I understand that you might have another relationship that you're in right now. And I was like, it's okay. I love you, but if we can't, you know, and this was a process. I was probably just one step, but I just just acknowledged it. I acknowledged it, and I was like, I just have to let these chains off of me. I have to let you free, and I have to let myself free so I can be awake a little bit. So I think a lot of um, a lot of church. I I got a part of a mom's group in, in church, and it was called um, Fellowship. I think it was called Fellowship Moms or something. And every Wednesday, we, me and Parker would go to church, and he would go in daycare. Would give me a time to mingle with other moms, and other new moms, and That's good. figure out like what yeah. they're going through. Yeah. Maybe that mom is struggling too. So it's just good to it's good to hear from other moms. While you're going to depression, like, oh, you're depressed too, girl. Like, <laughs> it's good to yeah. know that you're, it's not, you're, not, by, you're yourself. not by yourself. Even like having an adult conversation. I remember yes. last week I was talking to one of my friends and they're like, we're going to come by. Is that okay? I'm like, yes. And I'm like, I need to have a conversation with an another adult. adult. Mm-hmm. Like, I swear that would just make me feel better today. Yeah. Even, like, sometimes conversations with people who aren't parents. I'm like, I get excited because I'm like, ooh, what are you doing in yeah, your what life? Are, what's new? <laughs> what what's, do you talk what, about? What you talk about? No, literally, like, what's what, going on? What is your day like? And I'll be like, wait, you did what? Like, yeah. and it's, um, that's exciting. Like, I love having mom friends and talking to moms because it's like, you feel like, oh, you, can you know relate. what? You, you can, can relate. relate with each other. You and can you, bounce you off things. feel alone yeah. in your situation. But at the same time, it's so fun now where I'm like, wow, like. Yeah, single life. Zayna told like, me she went out like last weekend to some brunch, and then she's like, "Yeah." And then after we went to this other place, and I'm sitting there like, "I wouldn't tell me more. <laughs> How is the outside world treating you?" Literally, or it's kind of funny because then you start reminiscing. You're like, "Wow, I, I used, used to, to be. Mm-hmm. I used to do this, and yeah. I used to do that." That's like for me. I've been getting more like back into my hobbies. Like it's um, you have you find your mom groove, and then it's like you slowly start to incorpor- incorporate pieces of yourself that might have like Gone kind away. of yeah been Gone lost away. in yeah. translation yeah. during that that change one of the things you said Shannon that I feel like is really 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 will be really relatable for people who watch or listen to the podcast was that um acknowledging that you were so caught up in what Robert was doing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you weren't as caught up in like the feelings of being a mom or having a new mom and being a new mom and stuff. And I feel like for our, I know I heard that and I'm like, I see that in people. Leave it at that. You know, I I see that. And it's like you acknowledging that is huge, but also, you know, that is so relatable for so many of us when we're in these relationships or not in a relationship and you're so caught up in what the other person is doing that you lose focus of this, of what you of need to be doing. Beautiful, precious yeah, being. You have a precious being in front of you and you need to just let go. Yeah. Let go of, it might be your husband, it might be a boyfriend, it might right. be whatever, but you need to, yeah, just refocus. Like what they're yeah. doing. What they're doing. Don't be stuck on what they're going to do for you. It's like, I think sometimes if we just focus on ourselves and like. It will all fall in place. Yeah. Because I I for sure look back on that and I it makes me sad sometimes because I'm like, damn, like I wish I wasn't worried 
so worried about what somebody else was doing and me just just living in my bliss of being a new mom just and I don't get me wrong because I for sure did everything and my mom for sure tried to pick me up and just different things but I for sure I've noticed that when I was had Parker, I was just so worried about like, Robert, are we going to be a family now? Like you need to settle yeah. down. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I was just so worried about having a family and for him to stop what he was doing or not, you know, cha- trying to change him. And you cannot change anybody unless no. they want to be changed. Yeah. You can't force anybody to do anything. No. And I feel like fatherhood and having a baby and you and having a baby with somebody is not going to change their character and who they are unless they want to be changed right so (laughs) don't think that you're if you a baby's not a fixer yeah if baby is not a fixer at all if anything it's gonna fall on you and it's gonna you're gonna go crazy so don't go crazy please i think sometimes you're the true character shows when you have a baby right yes and it might be nice after they have the baby, they might cry and be, oh, my God, I'm a changed man or whatever the case may be. And maybe they are, they will be a changed man, but not everybody. <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> but, you know, no, I, mean, I get that. And then after a few therapy sessions, you know, now I'm here five years later and now I'm really realizing that you have to accept the person that they are. Mm-hmm. And not, you can't change anybody. So just accepting, I think one of the first steps is accepting that person of who they really are. Yes. And just uh, looking back on yourself and loving yourself and taking that dust, whatever it's on the shelf, take it off the shelf of who you used to be, dust it off and look at it again and be like, oh, you know, this is who we are. Yeah. I was <laughs> I was looking at the time. <laughs> what does that time say? I cannot see. I think there's like 10 minutes left on okay. the card. Okay, Kyle. Okay. Um, I feel like, well, first, first of all, thank you guys for sharing your experiences. Um, of course. I feel like I learned a lot from the two of you, um, just in so many different ways, because y'all had children before me. And another thing is, Shannon, I feel like you were one of the first people of our friends to yeah, have, was a, have a baby. So it was also just in terms of having like that mom camaraderie, like, you were the first one out there on the field, basically, I which was. which that is, is crazy. Uh, yeah, you were um, out the field. We were still in the streets, <laughs> <laughs> in the streets. Um, yeah, so I was in the streets, and I <laughs> okay. Were you in the streets? I wasn't really in the streets, y'all. Um, but my pregnancy experience was, you know, kind of a doozy, um, but it was still like a very beautiful process. Can you explain um, what a doozy is? I'll just explain. I'll just share my pregnancy experience and then it'll be like, that's a doozy. Okay. You tell really long stories. I'm going to make it very okay. short. Um, <laughs> I, I met, I met, I met Paul's dad. Um, he was really nice. Everything was all good and cheery. I went out to DC for a week and I was like, I'm not having sex with this person. I obviously did end up having sex with this person. And I came home and a month later I found out I was pregnant. Um, at first it was kind of, it was hard because I was like, you know, I'm older. I'm of age now. Like, like Shannon said, like I have to 
handle my responsibilities. Like I put myself in this position. Um, God has obviously blessed me and now I'm going to see it through. He, on the other hand, was very much like abortion, blah, 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 blah. So I did my first pregnancy um, without a supportive, uh, without a supportive partner. And I feel like that really just crushed me in a lot of ways. So I don't feel, I don't necessarily know if I had postpartum depression more than I was like depressed while pregnant, mm-hmm. um, which was really hard. Uh, which, yeah, it was really hard for me. And it was one of those situations where like I was working in an environment with really positive, loving people who like, lifted me up every day. My family lifted me up. Um, I had seen my sister go through a difficult, you know, pregnancy and Cheyenne shared a lot of guidance, tools, tips, you know, focus on yourself, um, just feed yourself, you know, do what's good for you. And I did my best to stay there. Um, but you know, nights are lonely, days are lonely. You can be in a room full of people, but that other part person who you created this like spirit, this being with isn't there. Like you literally feel like you're by yourself at times. So I definitely um, dealt with some, you know, bouts of depression while I was pregnant. Once boss got here though, I was so in love and I was so happy and Correct me if I'm wrong, but I like I know I had some symptoms, but it's like I don't really necessarily feel like I don't think I had postpartum depression. Um, And I was honestly surprised. I thought I was going to have postpartum depression just because my pregnancy um, was not what I wanted it to be in that sense of like having, you know, my family. and that being like, you know, my partner. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have postpartum. I also was like, I felt like I was just went in such like mom mode that I was just like, okay, what do I do for my child? Like, what do I need to do for my kid? And I, when Boz was three months, we went to DC together for the first time. And we met all of Mezier's like family, his cousins. I met his mom for the first time. So I literally felt like the girl who showed up on a doorstep with a baby. Because you were. Because I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like they're Nigerian. We so did I not was send like, her by herself. Oh, they, I didn't go Me by and myself. Mom came, so we were no. knocking at the door Hold too. On. It was I my it. mom. She said, Hold up. Yeah. David came. I, I feel like Delena oh, so was, there. Oh, yeah. was there. I had my friends pull up. Yes. We're going to go meet this man and his big yes. family. We come in. <laughs> we What's came. Up, in? <laughs> oh no! They were like, "What's up, bro? You're going out there, but we want these people to know, like, that you are not alone." You have a family. <laughs> You're not like some desperate girl. No, we like, came out and mom and I were like, try it. Yes. We, like we, you know, and everything was, is copacetic now. So yes. nobody get offended. But <laughs> we definitely came out with like some force. Like, yes. what? We are here too. Like, we weren't physically packing, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally, we, were we like, was packing. We got her and we got this baby. And it was one of those, Who has something to say? Yeah, it was one of those <laughs> things where regardless of his involvement or his family's involvement, like, Boz was going to be well taken care of 
no matter what. And I think just knowing that, um, it, it kept me in a good place. And it was like, let me just focus here. And I really took that to heart because it was like, okay, it's just me and this kid now. And I just, he was such a bundle of joy to me. And everything that was in me was just like love, just, just love, just keep giving love, do things out of love. We wanted his family to understand. I wasn't some random that she girl. was not just some girl that didn't have a family support yeah. or just came from who knows where. Because to them, it looked like, you know. I was the girl who showed up with a baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically. Basically. <laughs> but we wanted her to be the girl who showed up with the baby and, and a family. family. That, family. That made sense. Like, we were, we kind of wanted. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but yeah. At, at the same time, we saw that if this was going to be a frequent thing of Kyle bringing the baby to D.C., we also wanted to come and check them out and know yeah, where, where he was. Where are you going? Right, where are you going? Who are these people? Who is he? That was more so. That was my postpartum experience. It was more so geared around like, who did I have a kid with? Mm-hmm. You know, as many of you may know, I have been on a slow boat moving into my house and I've been so stressed out about how I'm going to decorate and what is going on in my hallways. Thankfully, Framebridge has come into my life. I can easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a Framebridge retail store and print whatever kind of images I want for my home. Whether it's a travel souvenir, my favorite photos from my travels, or just pictures of my kids, I know it's going to get done and it's going to look good. All you have to do is upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging or visit one of their 20-plus retail stores. Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I can't wait to visit one of their locations. I'm going to take in some of my old concert stubs so I can hang it in my office. I love to see things that I've done and experienced in life and they motivate me to work even harder. When you think of Framebridge, just remember it's easy and affordable to custom frame just about anything. It's fair and transparent upfront pricing based simply on the size of your item. There's a curated selection of frame styles with design experts on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame. There's fast service, free shipping, and it's great for gifts. Order online or get expert help at a retail location near you. And don't forget, happiness is guaranteed. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they'll make it right. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. 
Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Um, and my, my, the future was so questionable and it was just like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what was going on. Um, and just naturally it was like, okay, you know what? Let me figure out my family. You know, are we going to be a family? What's going to happen? So I know some of my focus was on that. Um, and that is why I took so much time to go to DC. At the same time, I was also trying to learn these people. Like, who's my kid giving me around? Like, even if things don't work out, like, what do you guys talk about? Like, who are you as people? Um, what is your lifestyle? Like, you know, how do you operate as a family? So it was, I think that was really kept me going, um, was just like the uncertainty, uncertainty of my, of the future, not just for me, but for like my child. And yeah, I kind of, I experienced, I had my depression while I was pregnant. Um, I don't know what stopped it. I don't know what snapped me out of it. Um, I wish I could provide more information there. Um, I feel like a lot of people are going to be curious after like listening to you kind of explaining like that situation, mm-hmm. how you went from like, we've jumped from like you being pregnant, being pregnant with Boz and like knocking on that door saying right. hello to now having a second, having kid, a second, second kid. Child. Yeah. Um, you got to fill in the gap. I feel like we might have to do another episode just like on my story, but just in short, just going back and forth to DC, like it's things evolved but it didn't go anywhere like also i feel like my mistake was we still had sex like obviously um but yeah it got to a point where we started having like a sexual relationship again um so you guys liked each other i thought so like i like him i thought he liked me <laughs> like i don't really know i get did you guys like each other or did you like it wasn't other, a like, sexual, sexual relationship sexually. no it was not like just like we out here having sex like that was never so going it. back and forth from la to dc um that built a relationship that built a relationship and just like in the time that we actually spent together like we like as a family unit the three of us like we spent a lot of time together like in that apartment, it was just the three of us. And everything we did was, it was focused around Boz and, like, the three of us. You know, we're cooking, we're doing activities together, we're buying toys and playing with mm-hmm. Boz. Like, it created a different type of bond. Um, and it's, like, I think for me, I saw a lot of potential there. And it wasn't just, oh, like, okay, here's this person, you're a piece of shit, you weren't there when I was pregnant type stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, oh, you're actually, like, you're you're decent you're You're cool like i got to know him better and it was like just just that the fact of spending time together um 
as you know, just the three of us, it really, it built like a sense of security and like, um, a family unit. Yeah. It was like, we were operating when we were there, we were, we were a family. Um, and the other thing is like once Boz was born, um, you know, we talked every day. Like it was, there was FaceTimes when I wasn't in DC, we were on FaceTime and there would be times where my family would talk mess because Boz is a baby. He's not moving or saying anything. Oh my God, anything. it was so annoying. <laughs> we're in the middle of dinner and just like this, he's just propped up on the phone, right? The phone is just like this and we look over and we're trying to have a conversation. I feel like that's still the case And sometimes. he's right here. I I used to be like Kyle, can you hang, hang up the up. phone? Like <laughs> hang up. This is weird. Like they he would just sit on the phone, and half the time I look, he's not even looking at the phone. Like no. he's just he's like, but it's like about now. his day. I'm he like, would want to be on the phone, and there's I'm times like, this where I'm is like, stupid. yeah, they were like, y'all are weird. <laughs> it was so weird. But it's like even to this day, like there are daily FaceTimes, and there's yes. times where it's like I walk away. <laughs> I'm just going to say it's interesting. It really is. Y'all, I've experienced I it. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah. So. so I feel like I hear a lot, like you say a lot, like the three of us, the three of us. But it's, I think it's probably like the, I think, I don't know, from an outside opinion. It was like you and Mez, everything happened it escalated from like zero to a hundred and like thousand to in like this. Like there was yeah. no time. Yeah. So it's not like you like had time to date or time to get to know each other and stuff. No. Or like you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. going from nothing and then hey, we have a kid together. Let's be a family. Let's be a family. And it wasn't even like let's be a family. It was like let's get to know each other. He wanted to be around boss. I needed help because I had a newborn. Yeah. Like and in my mind, I'm like, you know, the sons need their fathers. And it was also, let me get to know you because I, even if we did not, you know, we're not working out, we're not together. Mm-hmm. I knew there would come a point in time when Boz would be in D.C. without me. So it was also right. like, but let I'm me get. But I'm saying, I got all that. Okay. I'm saying that it's the hard part, the difficult part. We're separating is the separating two. separating the yes. two of yes. you and Mez being in a relationship or having a relationship and then you and Mez as parents to Boz. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like no. you had anything to fall back on or like a foundation of like, I, this was our mm-hmm. relationship, you know, as opposed to like, yes. now you just jump in and all you We're know from here. each other are your, are being right. parents. Are parents. You yes. know what I mean? So it's like now even like, you know, I'm pregnant again by the same person and in the same situation, the same predicament. And it's, um, I, this will be treated very different from like my first experience. So in terms of me flying to DC with a newborn and like a, the pause will be three. That's not happening. Like I'm not doing that. I put the time to come out there. I made the adjustments in my life to do things and just now understanding kind of like what I did to almost have this like oh I want this family mm-hmm. unit just because that's what I see or like that's, that's what, what I we expect or that's yeah. What, yeah that's, that's what, what we're, we're taught, taught up. yeah taught and I've had to let go of that idea and it's like I when I 
decided to stay in LA and I wasn't moving to DC um, when I when I was in my early stages of my pregnancy, I started going to therapy and I've gone to therapy every week since for your second for yeah my second, second my second pregnancy I'm like let me do this way different like I don't want to feel these this sense of depression I don't want to it's almost like that preventative care right. like let me do the work now um Which is so really that good. I'm not you know going through this in a fog in a daze and then being like mm-hmm. oh no what happened, what happened? happened? yeah yeah so like I point. have therapy every Saturday I have not missed a session um and I've been going for the last couple months. It's been the greatest thing ever because it's like I need it, and I it's it's um it helps just because I am in a I'm in a difficult situation and I'm going through changes that I don't feel like part of it I've been prepared for, but there's a part where I'm like I want to heal. Like I'm one of those people where it's like I want to heal. <laughs> Yeah, like no. I just I want to you. heal. It's not like oh let's just move through it and like oh that happened. But I'm like I've learned that I bottle up my emotions and then like I explode. And like I don't want to explode anymore. Like I don't want to feel like I have no control over myself or like what I'm doing. So it's um yeah, I'm very thankful that I'm taking my mental health differently this this time around and it's um and you're handling it differently i mean it was yeah. hard from like just watching family aspect yeah. and with the boss situation watching because we didn't agree yeah they were like why we are you giving this person her so much taking this baby <laughs> yeah. all the way to dc and basically putting her life on hold I stopped my life, and, honestly, and I reach. I had to refigure and change things to accommodate. And it wasn't reciprocated, else, and else. we all yeah. saw it. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're screaming at her, like, "Sit, stay, stay stop, stop, like, stop yeah. what you're doing, and just focus on the baby, focus on yourself, focus on your career, like, stop yeah. traveling so much." Because it's not like she would go here and then he would come. It was just like a one way situation. She would just go. He yeah. would only come for like the most he used to come to was like three days and that's like the day he flies in a full day and then like he flies out so it was hard it was hard to watch and And i and i understood that i knew like i was if i can't say that i was not aware of what was going on you know if that's if there's one thing you just were letting it i was committed to trying to make it, <laughs> make work. it work yeah, yeah. like it, oops yeah i mean so it's, it's not it's yeah. not an it's, oops. it's not an oops it's not an oops oh, but i learned I do, it was it was i think kind that of an oops, i though. think that it could have been of course we can all sit here and say this could have been handled differently like yeah, about right. anything in our lives but at least now you see that i'm aware and aware of what you don't want to yeah, have this also time had to accept who is this person yes. and it's it's um now when I like even in like my therapy, it's not even like, oh, how do I fix a situation? I'm not trying to fix anything. I'm not trying to change anything. I'm just like it's um I'm almost going through like I'm not almost. I am going through a grieving period or a grieving phase of like this idea of what my family unit looks like mm-hmm. or like how it would be, would be started. It's not say it's not to come cuz trust me, I'm going to have a loving man in my life who accepts me in my situation and who totally embraces my children. And he's going to be the role model, the mentor, the active parent, you know, 
that I seek in my life, um, like I, I know my blessings are coming, you know, like God's not done with me. Like all got me, like I am, I am still on my path. Um, but you know, I just have a few little hiccups on the way there. <laughs> a few little hiccups. A few little hiccups. And guess what? I've always wanted to be a boy mom and get, I have, I'm having two sons. So it's like at the end of the day, like I still feel like I'm winning, you know, um, it's not necessarily what it, I thought it would look like. Yeah. Um, it's not what I thought. I it mean, would it's still a like. blessing. It's yeah. Having a, blessing. a baby is a blessing. It's a Being huge able to blessing. get pregnant is it's a blessing. Be healthy yes. and all those good yes. things. Yeah. There's so many positive things that I feel like have come out of all of our situations. Yes. Mm-hmm. But of course, and nobody's situation is perfect. I mean, we could have the most perfect man with yep. the most perfect house and the right. most perfect baby, and there could still be some fucked up shit that's it happening. Can like, be crazy. something. There's still, there's yeah. always, always going a little to be something. something. That's gonna, if, it's not, yes. if it's not one thing, it's another. Exactly. And that's also something that I've come to learn. So it's just, I've been a, through this whole process, I've just embraced myself more. And I feel like I've always been a compassionate person, but now my compassion is growing towards different situations and it's like people sometimes they be judgmental and I'll be like actually hold on like think about it this way so it's like I've been able to um help put things in perspective um for others because now people who relate to me or know me or have a relationship with me they're like I'm one of those people so it's um I don't know if I said that to make if I'm it makes a sense. confused. But one of those people, like, like I know, I know, some, I know, I have friends who've been like quick to say something about single parents or moms who, like, you know, have had pregnancies with men who they may not necessarily know, and they'll be like, you know, like, hey, I'm one of those people. So it's like, like chill out. It's not even chill out, but it's like, yeah, chill yeah, out. I'm one too. Too. I'm me. <laughs> Just oh, kidding. Chill out. But it's like, <laughs> you knew your baby daddy. I knew my baby daddy <laughs> really well. It's, um, I'm able to shed like different light on it. Still too. judging you. No. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know who we should judge more at the table. The one who didn't know or the one who did know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I feel like there's a meme that goes around and it's like talks about like uh, girls who like have, you know, second kid by the baby daddy who ain't really there. And I'm like, that's me. And before I used to be like, dang, like, what are those dang, girls why doing? Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you learn? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I learned my lesson. But it's, um, even you didn't learn your lesson. Yet. Oh no no, I didn't learn my lesson. I'm still in that She's process. Like, oh, yes. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm processing. <laughs> I am still processing. I'm still on that, you know, that up uphill journey, but it's um it's coming. It's it's coming. It's coming yeah. And it's um I feel happy that I'm like releasing these ideas and these feelings and like the whole I grieving process. I had to do process. the same thing after I had Ryder. Yeah, the grieving process is crazy, but at the same time it's been so rewarding like the last couple months of my life. Um there've been so many changes that have come up and it's mm-hmm. like these changes and these blessings that are coming my way would not have I would not have been able to receive them if I had moved to DC. I would not be able to receive them if I was still like but this is my family y'all like I I just feel like um it was almost a distraction, you know. I don't feel like I necessarily let it take me away from being like the mom I wanted wanted to be and, and strive to be, but it definitely did take away from me and my focus. So I'm just happy to kind of like realign my focus and just focus on being present in this in this pregnancy and 
you know, just being a good mom to Boz and I'm going to take care of myself postpartum. Like I'm really proud yeah, of girl. Cheyenne finding this, this postpartum care specialist yeah, you should do it. because I, I am going to do it. I want to do it. Yeah. Just kidding you guys. I'm not getting pregnant again. Okay. You will one day. <laughs> Shannon. I believe in it. Throw something in the truth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's happening, but it's, um, yeah. So that's a little bit more of my story. I know I got a little sidetracked from just postpartum. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, right, it's okay, girl. <laughs> we will always continue this conversation because yeah. I feel like talking about postpartum recovery, depression, the fourth trimester is just so, so important. Yes. Um, you know, I want to reach out to a few people and see if we can get some of them on the podcast. Yeah, I think it'd be amazing. great to um, to get Tay, who actually did your postpartum care, to come in and talk with us. Yeah, she had to rub all this jelly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think we should finish. Like, we should wrap this one up today. I feel like this is going to be one of the longer, yeah, longer talks. Yeah. yeah. But it's worth it. Yeah. But you guys it. let us know if we should continue this talk. Um, we definitely feed off of your feedback if yes. that and your comments and whether that's positive or constructive criticism we want it all we're trying yes, to we do. make um make sure that this is an open line of communication from us yeah. to you guys so i do appreciate all of our listeners and new subscribers um and everybody who has been super engaging with us we definitely read everything yeah we do no i appreciate it a lot it's really this doing a podcast and be able to share my life story or just sharing that all is so new to me so i appreciate the comments and just feedback and i really take that all in so i appreciate you guys just rolling with me during yeah. this time and i'm doing that's, great shannon you Thanks. are i think that's like kind of like what the meaning of like think loud is to us yes. like we have all these thoughts and normally we have them to each other but now it's like no like Let's actually talk about yeah. it yeah. out loud with out, other yeah, people. Because <laughs> we for sure, I think that's how we started it. Because we're so, we we feed off each other mm-hmm. and we feed off of just life experiences. So um, usually I think inside my head a lot and I don't say it out loud. So it's hard for me to like say it out loud now. And this is what the podcast is about, to share our experiences and giggle with each other and just live life but um i love this it's yeah, fun me too i need this it's my it's my second therapy session of right the week. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, all right guys thank you for listening as always you can follow us at think loud crew on instagram um you can catch us on all of the podcast platforms and you can follow me personally at shy not shy and you can follow me at hair by shannon c and i'm shannon kablian and my name is r kyle lynn and you can follow me at r kyle lynn and guess what shine totally forgot about her wtf moment that she was going to share with us and i still want to hear about it oh dang what was it it has to do with her ping oh my god <laughs> yes okay her ping. Yes. yes okay so it's a ping no peeing oh her peeing yes all right so since <laughs> since i had two kids <laughs> So I was talking to someone, they're like, make sure you start doing your kegels because every time I laugh, I pee a little bit. And when I sneeze, I pee a little bit. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll do my kegels. But I wasn't really thinking about doing my kegels. So the other day, I was actually in the bathroom, but I wasn't using the bathroom. I was just, like, doing my hair and stuff. 
or Ryder might have been used in the bathroom. I don't know. I was in the bathroom, but not on the <laughs> toilet. But you know when you when you get that first inclination, like, oh, I have to pee. But mm-hmm. it's not like, I got to pee, I got to pee. It's like, I just have to pee, you know? It's like, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, I can go now, I can go maybe in 20 minutes. <laughs> you know? So I was there, like, the very first thought of me having to pee. And I'm telling you this because I need you to understand. It's not like I was... I had to pee pee. She hadn't been holding it. Yeah, I have not. I have not been holding it. It was like the first time. So I'm standing there and I sneeze, right? Bro, I peed on myself. It wasn't like a trickle. And you were standing up. So was yes. it a, a gush? Oh, right. no, no. I'm just, I'm just... It was like a full on pee. I had to change my pants. I had to shower. Like, oh, you had pants on? It wasn't, it was just like. It it was like sneeze, a chew, pee. Like it was like same time. It just shot out. Like the sneeze shot out. And I'm standing there and I'm like I'm happy you were home. I'm like, I wasn't. I was this was in Temecula. Oh well I guess I was in Airbnb. But, right. still, but you were I wasn't still, out. You but were. that leads me to my next WTF. So <laughs> I'm like standing there and I'm like, did I fucking pee on myself? Like what what is this? And I'm like, oh, my God, I peed myself. And I'm just, like, in shock that I peed myself. And I'm like. Can you say I peed myself one more time? I peed myself. (laughs) And I'm like, I got to do my kegels. (laughs) Do you start? (laughs) So every day now, like, even when I'm in the car, I'm like, kegel, kegel, kegel. What is it right now? Is it like you? Like, it's yeah. your, you're contracting. Okay. Not your whole body. Don't contract your whole body. Jesus okay. Christ. In relation to Cheyenne's WTF moment, my advice of the week would be to invest in a yoni egg. So after I... This is my moment. You can give your advice after. My moment's not done. Oh, are you still peeing on yourself? Yes. Oh, so... excuse me. Let me retract my statement. <laughs> One you can second. give your advice in two seconds. Pause. So yesterday... We're in the car, right? And I drank this whole thing of water. And I got the same little thing in my head that's like, all right, it's time to pee. Oh, my God. Normally, Zach drives like a bat out of hell anyway. But yesterday, for some reason, with Ace in the car, he's driving like fucking Grandma Lucy. Like, just... And I'm like, I that have makes to, me happy. I'm like, I have to pee, Zach. He's like, okay. And I'm thinking, like, I don't think he, I didn't tell him I peed myself the other day. So I'm like, <laughs> really thinking, like, oh my God, like, I need him to drive faster. And it was like, the closer we were getting to my doctor's office, the more I could, like, the clo- you know, the when more you're like, you had to pee. Yeah, you know, when you see the toilet, it's like, whoa. Yes. Gotta go. Sometimes like, you can't oh get your pants on. Start doing dance. The dance was happening. So, like, the closer we were getting to the office, like, the more and more I had to pee. And then I had to sneeze. And mm-hmm. I am literally holding my legs together like this, trying so hard. I'm pressing my tongue to the top of my mouth so I can, so I don't have to sneeze. <laughs> I'm literally like, please don't pee yourself. Up. Please don't pee yourself. Right? And, like, I do the little, mm, and, like, to sneeze, oh, I felt a little trickle. And I'm just like... Happening? <laughs> you had a bridesmaids moment. Oh my god! Right. So I'm it's literally happening. sitting in the car, like, fuck, I peed myself again. Was it all over the seat? It was just a little pee this time. It was just a little pee. Oh my god! Portia. I ran in the doctor's office, and the lady was like halfway screaming at me like we don't need a, sna- a sample this time i'm like i gotta be i need to have a sample for you you ain't gonna get one yeah so i beat myself twice this week hey wtf now what's your advice kyle 
Okay, <laughs> after I had Boz, I someone gave me the same advice. Make sure you do your Kegels, do all your pelvic floor exercises so that yeah, you can I tighten your pelvic floor. Your tighten um tighten your pelvic walls. So I yeah, was like, did. okay. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> I really do. So, I went on Instagram and the internet and I was like, how do I do this? And I found um that's when I started using my yoni egg. So, I got a yoni egg and basically it's like I'll just, I'll just, I, we I'll don't share need, it one day. You yeah, don't even know what it is. Yeah. Do your own research. Yeah, everyone but look get up a yoni, yoni egg. And you could do your kegels with your yoni egg, and it helps strengthen strengthen your vaginal walls. And you could do, like, <laughs> what? I'm I, not saying I'm anything. I'm just laughing because she I was about to go into detail right. about what a yoni egg was. She said, how do I do this? Yeah. yeah, let you me retract like since I overshare over here. But yeah, I'm just get saying, a yoni egg. Tell them to get a yoni egg, and y'all get your own. Be yoni. happy. I'll do a post yes. where I share some different yoni eggs. Not yours. We don't want to see yours. I'm not gonna put a picture of mine. <laughs> <laughs> she totally would. Like, so is that your advice for the week? Yeah, get okay. a yoni egg. All right, my bad. What's and up, look Shannon, up postpartum, what you got? postpartum I got care. You got WTF, you guys, some advice. <sighs> you want to tell us something good that happened this week? Or something bad? Yeah. You're growling. Shit. <sighs> Shannon forgot her purse today. Oh, my God. That's your oh. WTF moment. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. So. What? Today, I forgot my purse. <laughs> I was so excited. I came all the way to L.A. Super excited about getting Hilltop. Looked down on the floor on my... All around in my car, and I had no purse. And luckily, I called Kyle. Kyle, right at that moment, Kyle called me. She was like, "Hey, girl, you could come to LA uh, early." And I said, "I'm already here." What but guess what? Happening? I don't have a purse. So she's she she's the best. She came and saved me, and bought me some food and like, some coffee because something? I. She said, "Are you hungry?" <laughs> and it was crazy because I was literally a block she said, I'll away. Be, I'll be there in two minutes. I was and a block was away from Hilltop. And I got my coffee, you guys. It was Because I really needed coffee. Yeah. I was really, it was one of those you moments. You needed your purse. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. So now I'm without a purse, but it's all right. And, and I, she keeps reaching for it that she doesn't have it. I was so excited to put some chlorophyll <laughs> and some ashwagandha in my water. But guess what, you guys? I can't do that because I don't have a purse. She was like, oh, I'll give you some chlorophyll. I was like, yay. And then she said, oh, never mind. I don't have my purse. So that's how my day was is going. <laughs> okay. I'm purseless. I'm purseless. Thank you all. You're purseless. I'm peeing on myself. And Kyle's advertising yoni eggs. Yoni eggs. All right. This was a good you one. Good talk, y'all. Thank you. <laughs> Nothing. Good don't talk, forget y'all. to listen and follow us on the Think Loud crew. <laughs> Peace out. Bye. Bye.